Hi, I'm Thomas, and this is Crafted Curiosity. Me and my co-host, Sana, research various topics that we find interesting and take turns presenting our findings to one another. Our goal? Pursue an understanding of the self through the active exploration of life. Saying, though, that some of your favorite people have, like, have fucked up childhoods. Or something I in their in their past. There's something about you know either like a special figure, like a, an evil grand, not necessarily evil. I don't think necessarily a bad person, but somebody who's like special and they're eccentric and they're weird, or like a traumatic episode. Because I feel like me and a lot of my friends, we have the same mom when they start talking to them, and my mom <laughs> is amazing and I love her, but. It's just like, oh, wow, it's, you're a strong, independent person, respectable, you have like strong values, blah, blah, blah. I wonder what your mom is like, and she starts talking about her mom, and I'm like, damn, okay. So you also have a strong figure as, you know, mm, like mm-hmm. growing up. Um, and I think some of that, some of that comes with uh, not, not so many great memories, but it's a great foundation for the friendship that I have. <laughs> It's funny. I I would a hundred percent agree with that. There is a weird thing that happens with I don't know traumatic things or just like interesting things that happen. Um, yeah, weird things that happen to people shape them and make them more interesting. I think it's just I think that's mm-hmm. it. They don't. They're not always fun. They're they're not always. But I also think like the people that are like most interesting are generally funny people though too, because they kind of develop this humor, probably a defense mechanism to just sure. like figure out how to make it through life. And yeah. And man, and... like humor gets darker and darker. Uh, I just love it. Like I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, um, I love it because it allowed me to understand humor and I have such a great, uh, appreciation for it, even if it's at my own expense. Like if you, you know, yeah, well, um, yeah, you gotta be able to laugh I, at I yourself. I think because you start laughing at yourself to go through some of the situations as a kid or whatever to, that didn't make sense to you, mm-hmm. um, and you realize people actually laugh at some of these things, and it becomes like like a family joke sometimes um i have so many things that turned into jokes things that i did and i'm like the only way i could ever survive is if i turn this into a joke and people laugh at it instead of making fun of me we can laugh together <laughs> well i think is i mean maybe the, some maybe in the future we'll have um, a massive audience and one of those audience members will be a profound psychologist and they will listen to this episode and be like man you are dumb as a rock thomas but <laughs> I think, I think you have to, I don't know that there's like, if something truly, truly traumatic or difficult, it doesn't have to be traumatic, but just something very difficult happens to you. And it, I think you kind of have to be able to laugh at it at a certain point. I think that's part of like the healing process of it. At least that's how I've found it. (laughs) Like I said, maybe somebody, uh, will figure out or, or, or correct me later on. But, um, yeah, I, I think if you if you're not able to laugh at it, then it's still hurting you mm-hmm. in in a certain way. So, and yeah, not, um, the, you become indifferent when you're here, or not necessarily indifferent, but you're embracing it, um, and you don't have you don't bring back it doesn't bring back the same emotions it did before. You understand it, you process it, and you're able to laugh at it. It's it's sort of yeah. And then you don't need to talk about it as much anymore. I, I think it's I think it's like discovering the other side of the coin in a lot of ways, right? It's kind of like you know that there's still sadness or you know whatever darkness came from that thing, but you're able to see the other side of that though too. And that you can laugh about it and kind of choose to look at that side of it. But like, if you wanted to, you can always go back to the other side, but you usually have lived that long enough that you're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'll just look at it from this side for a while now. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree with you. 
Um, but also, you, you know, what's, what's super interesting is that you think of, because we've been using the word traumatic, I think pretty, you know, in a moral, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's not necessarily like a traumatic as like a big episode. Sometimes it's just like small injustices for, for a kid become mm-hmm. episodes. Like the yeah. things that I remember, I was wrong, that I was the victim. And, you know, I was almost the martyr of the family because I was punished with my brother and I didn't deserve it because I didn't do the, you know, yeah. these things become, become, you know, they symbolize, they become traumatic in, you know, yeah, for that context. Not. Yep. Um, and okay, I forgot what I was going with this. Great. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the, I think the main thing is like we were talking, we're using trauma kind of flippantly, but like anything that is difficult or causes you stress or mm-hmm. shapes your worldview, and especially as you're younger, right? Things that I, as a parent, I see this all the time. Like my child will have a meltdown over um, not having a snack. And that's the most traumatic thing that's happened to them today. And, you know, obviously it's uh, not that traumatic in my worldview because yeah. it's a fucking but, snack. But as long as you Get understand that it's your worldview, <laughs> I think, and it's your perspective. Because for the longest time, it, it was that difference in perspective that I didn't agree on with my parents, like the way... I mean, obviously, I was such a smart kid. As I was being parented, I was critiquing the parenting techniques used by my parents. Yeah. I'm like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my parents are just... They, they didn't uh, yeah. respond well to that, probably. Yeah, they're they? like, maybe we gave you too much freedom. Maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you have too, too many opinions. Um, but it's very interesting for me because when I look at the childhoods, and I also ask my friends that, like, Get to know your parents on a personal basis. It's so much fun to know the, mm-hmm. well, yeah, yeah. Uh, stupid shit that they did. I don't know. Do we curse on this podcast? Yeah. Who cares? I think ours. we do. I think yeah, I've, cool. I've said a few, so I'm pretty sure we do now. So. <laughs> I don't even notice anymore. That's the first one. Maybe I dropped like the three before. Uh, but the, that's the first one I noticed. I'm like, oh, actually we're recording. Cool. Um, but yeah, you, you look at the the childhood of your dad or if your mom and the kind of trauma that they've been through and the kind of hardships. And I'm like, I'm glad you're not more messed up. I wish. Yeah. That's one of the thing I think about as a parent is like when to share those things with my kids, because my parents didn't share those with me. And I think it's helpful as a kid to get that your parents did go through some hard shit and that does shape who they are. And if you don't have any insight into that, you have a lot less grace for them because you only see the version of them now mm-hmm. and you don't get the fact that they've gone through something or maybe you can understand that they've gone through something, but you don't know what it is. And so if you don't understand that, then mm-hmm. it really limits your ability to kind of give them grace or like understand everything kind of in context. Right. So, well, to be, to be fair, it's not a natural thing for parents to stop and be like, oh, now I'm going to share my life because there is it's like a continuous relationship. There isn't a mm-hmm. point where you're like 30 and your dad sits you down. At least I don't know if this tradition anywhere. And they're like, well, this is what I've been. It would be cool. I think it would be a cool ritual to have and maybe offer your kid a cigar and whatever. Um, could be anything. But that moment of transmitting a ritual or transmitting mm-hmm. um just memories because Experience. that that verbal yeah and v- it's verbal culture of every family and every like that's how culture is it's by telling stories to each other and that's mm-hmm. how we actually get to have the civilization to start with it's it's telling each other stories um so yeah, nobody came and told me stories about my parents. Like I'm, I've always been an inquisitive kid, but I made an int- intentional, uh, and I'm the only one. Like that's why I'm saying it doesn't come like a natural. It's not like my parents sat me down mm-hmm. and like you know we're gonna tell you about our party days. Uh, but every time I talk, I talk to them, they would bring up something, and I'll just start imagining like the '70s. They were wearing those pants and like the crazy hair and all that. That got me, like, the fashion element was the first thing I was interested in. I'm like, yeah, those pants, mm-hmm. they were cool, you know? Yeah. And then little by little it became, oh, there's more to it. Oh, actually, they were 
like I didn't know that my mom was crazy party animal until a couple years ago and I'm like damn that's funny that's interesting and I want to hear more about it but uh, yeah I don't think it's just I think most cultures I want to say all over the world they we expect that relationship with the parents to be sort of based on respect and that gratitude for them giving us life and um and on some level that makes it unauthentic because you don't get to know the people you get to know him Mm -hmm. as a role you know his role is is that but he's also yeah and i think (laughs) when i look at people that i think have um the best relationships with their parents they do they have that respect for them because yeah, that part is true. Like you're, you're a dad or a mom and like you're responsible for, you know, guiding them and giving them the best, you know, life advice that you can give them and, you know, shaping their world in the best possible way that you can keeping them safe, all that stuff. Right. But on the other side of that though, that's only, again, it's kind of like, this is like this one side of the coin. The other side of that is like, they're humans. Like we're, we're people. Right. Mm-hmm. And, there's a time to kind of, I think, slowly make them aware of those things. Because, like, I don't want to give my kid ideas, <laughs> like the stupid shit that I did, um, and then try to outdo it. Because I know for sure at least one of my kids would do that. I know you're. It would talking be like about. a competition. <laughs> so um, maybe that'll be a little to have later. A mini you living with you. It's it's crazy. Yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah when you, especially when you, it's a great mirror to see the flaws in your own personality too. So, oh, I thought you were perfect. Damn, beautiful. Yeah, um, I mean, most of the time. I mean, it's, yeah, I agree about not not giving them ideas and stuff. But I remember my dad um, shared with me some of really funny stories, like funny drinking story, hilarious. Uh, but it wasn't. Uh, a way to say yeah drinking is fun you should be doing it all the time or anything it was more like Mm -hmm. yeah it's a it's a phase and he embraced it and it was hilarious and it had some not so great memories but i wouldn't do it again like it was just nice to have that that side that funny that like the the funny gathering with the friend because i i rarely get to see that like his yeah his is always like proper and respectful and stuff so i'm like i know you're funny because he does have a pretty solid dark humor but yeah like silly funny when you're a friend when you're with your friends that's that's a whole that's a different aspect and i don't want to see so much of it i just want to know it's there like yeah huh, that is cool nice. yeah and i think i think that's a dance too of like knowing what your kid can handle and like what's good for them <laughs> to know about you and then yeah, I, you know, yeah. and then turning it off maybe for. This why I think it, it's important. You do you do it little by little, and you build that trust. But also, mm-hmm. uh, you don't reveal too much that might shock your because your kid think, thinks of it as thinks of you as like the best. Um, and one day he will realize you're just a man and you have flaws, and that shock shouldn't be like too too harsh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, um being a parent is difficult and that's definitely one of those one yeah. of the many many things that you've got to think through and and I'll uh, be cheering for you uh <laughs> you are my friends so yeah. I appreciate it I'll I'll take the <laughs> cheering okay well so 13 minutes in here um craft of curiosity um so really the goal of this is to kind of intro or give context I guess to um all of our listeners which is currently you and I and uh, I may convince Justine to listen to this too. So we may have three people listen to this. Um, but just to give context, and I think this is, I think this is a, honestly, I was thinking about this too. I'm like, this is a helpful thing to even just go through as um, as founders and, I don't know, just reminding yourself of why it is that we're doing this, right? So I think there's a, 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 bene- a kind of a selfish benefit to this too. So um, I guess we could go about this um, a couple ways. One of which we've already done because we recorded it already and then we're recording it again. So, um, we could just talk about kind of the motivation I think, and like why we're doing this. And if you, you can go first if you want, I think that'd be great. Oh yeah. Or, or I can go, Th- or thanks. I can go. 
Sure. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you go. I feel you're going to inspire <laughs> me anyway. So. <laughs> well, okay. Well, inspiration is, is uh, um, a big part of the reason why, I guess. So uh, for me, you know, um, uh, to give a little bit, and it's good that we're talking about like childhood and like all this kind of funky stuff that happens because, um, uh, so you'll be bored of hearing this probably because I've said it so many times, but like my childhood was a very, um, you don't know this when you're a kid, but your childhood is weird sometimes. And then when you get a, a little bit older and you realize like what a quote unquote normal is, then you're like, Oh, that was weird. Those experiences were odd. And so most of the mind was that way. Um, I grew up in a relatively rural town in Idaho, not relatively, it was very small. And on top of that, I lived on acreage, um, which was backed up against acreage state ground. And so isolation was kind of like the, uh, the norm for me and being a kid that was naturally just kind of a outgoing person. I was just interested and wanted to like be around people and learn stuff and, um, and learn, learn things in a non-traditional environment. Um, that was a, a, it was difficult. Right. So, and on top of that being like my parents were very religious and, you know, my worldview growing up was, you know, that as well. So the short version of that, it all kind of led to this very, uh, small worldview once I started to get out into the world. So, um, and being homeschooled, I mentioned this last time, which shocked you. I was homeschooled <laughs> as well. <laughs> so, hyper religious, super small town, <laughs> homeschooled. I mean, that's three strikes right there, pretty much. <laughs> no, and the odds that you and I will become friends is just like it's, non-existent, you know? Right. It's, it is crazy. It, like, it's zero percent chance that you and I will become friends. Yeah. It's very. And yeah. It's. Yeah. yeah here it is. <laughs> It's so weird though. Like it, even just like, that is a great point. Like if you think about that, like if you're, if you could look at the movie of the life of small Thomas and you're like, okay, what is this kid going to end up being? None of, no part of that is like, Oh, he's going to have a good friend from Morocco and their life paths will cross and they'll start a podcast together. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's so interesting. So, but anyway, yeah. So, you know, at a very early age, I went in, I got into public school in eighth grade was my first year in public school. And I had a little bit of sports previous to that. It was in wrestling, um, in sixth grade, I think. So I had had a little bit of kind of, you know, outside influence outside of the ecosystem. Yeah. yeah. Socializing. So, um, eighth grade though was a huge smack in the face of being like, Oh, I guess the whole world isn't Christian. <laughs> They don't have these same beliefs. Um, and I, I mean, I, I knew that kind of, but it was weird experiencing it. And then fast forward into, you know, my teens and uh, even early 20s. Um, still, there was just kind of this ongoing awareness of, especially in my teens, uh, that I was behind um, on a lot of things in terms of knowledge, right? Just things like I mentioned this last time, like when it comes to business, you know, now I, I think I've got a, a pretty, I mean, there's always more to learn, but I think I have a, a relatively good understanding of you know the business world and how it operates. Just given that the career that I ended up in you and I, that's just how you and I met. Um, and, but I, I do remember having this understanding of like, I need to catch up. Like I've got shit to do. <laughs> And I need to catch it's, up in a way that nobody's going to teach me. I can't go to college. I can't, I can't like go to a school room, a classroom and have this stuff taught to me. Like I've got to get things figured out. And I remember that being such a, like kind of a panic moment, but also an, an amazing motivator to like pick up books that I would have never maybe picked up before and, and start reading them. So was it a specific time? Do you remember that time? specifically or was it just a yeah. thought over a long period of time yeah i think it was I, I wouldn't i wouldn't say it's as poignant as like december 18th um at but i would say at when 420. i was <laughs> <at> 420 <laughs> i was super high um <laughs> no but i think it was like i was around 17 or 18 
when I was became just kind of like super aware of this. And I had a mentor that I was fortunate enough to meet at the time, um, younger guy and, and his understanding of just kind of the world around him was inspirational to me. And that was where I was like, man, like there's a lot of things I don't know that seem like, it seems like everybody just kind of take for granted. They just understand these things, you know? So, and you know, a lot of my young and even now still like a lot of my interests back then were around psychology and sociology and just like understanding people and understanding the Mm -hmm. brain and like, why do people operate in a certain way? And how do you, how can you understand people when they're communicating non-verbally and mm-hmm. because I think that's such a, an important part of obviously communication. Right. But I remember back then I was like, that's, it seems like there's so much more communication that happens outside of the words we say, because like, if you took my mom, for example, if you just looked at the words, like printed out in a transcript of what she'd say, okay, there's one thing. And then you have this whole <laughs> other element of a human being when you see it's, it's how they're your, saying it. your mom, like only yeah, I mean, your mom. I, I think, especially, I don't want to be stereotypical, but there is a reason stereotypes exist. And <laughs> women, men. I mean, j- just like the, the ridiculous, uh, hey, what's up? Uh, what's wrong? Nothing is wrong. Like, you know when you ask that, that the, something is up, like you're you're behaving in a certain way and your yeah. your tone but what you're saying is just not what you want to say or should be saying but i guess you can take it to whole other levels with with moms they they have such a great way to do emotional blackmail and it can yeah it's it's interesting it's, it's, something it's, a, to... it's a skill it's a skill. It I is. Think. It is. <laughs> and, and it's funny. Like in in our in our home with my siblings growing up, like we know my mom's tricks. Like we mm-hmm. we grew to, like when she tries to use one against the other to convince somebody. Like if she wants to convince us to all do one thing, and she'll play us against each other instead of her intervening and like dictating something. It'd be like, mm-hmm. well brother because she knows i can communicate it probably in a good way and he'll come and ask for the thing she wants him to do anyway mm-hmm. um but it's still fun she still does it she still thinks she's <laughs> i bet sleep. she does it i bet she yeah. does it without realizing what she's i mean she, she probably she realizes does, what she she's does doing it like she's she sort of created this gang thing with with her um my niece and nephew, um, mm-hmm. her, her grandchildren. It's so funny because they're they're just uh, she spoils them against mm-hmm. rules. So she's she's creating this like sneaky ways of doing it, and yeah. we all know that she's doing that. And it's, well, and it's not just moms or women. It's it's everybody, right? Like everybody does. They have their own way of navigating, and they've we've all learned it through our life experiences and going back to like surviving, right? Like, or, or getting past whatever traumatic or difficult stressors existed in, in your life. Obviously all those things kind of shape you as a kid. And then, you know, you, and you end up doing things that you don't really even realize. And I think that was one of my initial interests around psychology because my early, early years, I was still very, even in my late teens, early twenties, I was still very religious. I was very interested in people and just how they operate and, and why they did things. And, and, and how can I, how can I understand like myself and like, how, and why am I doing really that? A, a good like basis to discuss human behavior and to discuss psychology because it's full of stories and it's full of like things. I, I think it also... Uh, I don't know if that's what happened with you, but I, I know that Yeah, I loved stories since I was a kid. Like, and I think what people are doing, why, what's their motives. Yeah. I, yeah. I think the other aspect, uh, like looking back on it now being uh, non-religious, um, the other oddity of, I don't know if oddity is the right word, maybe the benefit. And then you will probably never hear me say the benefit of religion ever again, but <laughs> was the um 
just the kind of the innate introspective, the built-in introspective nature, right? So that's like a big part of what you're supposed to be doing is being introspective. And so kind mm. of self-analyzing your, your actions and your thoughts and like where those come from, like, why am I, you know, why am I operating again? Why am I operating this way? Which is, I think, again, why I was so interested in psychology at the moment, because the mentor that I had was very religious as well. And, you know, he had a big influence on my life in my late, late 20 or late uh, teens. So, but even, even outside of that, I think all of, all of my life, I was a very just curious person. I was always very interested in, you know, why things worked, how they worked mm-hmm. a certain way. And as I grew older, you know, I think there's always those questions, um, uh, that everybody goes through, like, who am I? Like, what is, like, who is this person? Um, and purpose, yeah, purpose and strengths and values and, and weaknesses even. Right. And, um, one of those strengths for me though, was just being curious. And I didn't know that was a strength. Uh, it took me until my, uh, probably late twenties, very late twenties to realize that was actually a strength. Mm -hmm. Um, and funny how life works, but, um, anyway, so getting back to, I don't know, uh, I'm going way too far into detail here probably, but I mean, that's uh, how you and I talk. I feel like we should have disclaimer that we get into tangents, like long tangents, but that's, that's how we communicate. I think that's everybody. So yeah, we'll go back to it. We always, we we always pick up the points. We do. Yeah. We go back. Yeah. (laughs) We make it work. Um, so, so I had this realization, I guess, that I was kind of way far behind, which stoked this motivation. I And now I can see like that was already there, like this curiosity, right? And so I began just kind of reading all kinds of different books um, uh, on, on various different topics. And at this point, it was like obviously non-religious books as well, which is a great first Oh, you upgraded. <laughs> upgraded. <laughs> Um, so, but anyway, so eventually this kind of like, I mean, um, I, I meant branched out, branched out, not upgraded. Yeah. Upgrade, yeah. yeah. Let me scratch That's what that. you meant <laughs> from the record. <laughs> we'll just edit that out. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to edit yeah, see, well that, enough that, yet. That, so that's not happening. Second music thingy. That's where you yeah, insert just, it. Just, like... just insert the music. <laughs> just play it over the top of us talking. <laughs> you can't hear anything else. Um, that'd be hilarious. So. Uh, I remember in my like early twenties though, I again, kind of was in this religious mindset and like very much community oriented. Um, I remember having this idea and the idea was, you know, I'd, I'd love to have like a group of friends and all we did was, um, we would get together and discuss things that we're interested about. And this is outside of religion, you know, obviously it could be you know, learning languages or, you know, business or, um, you know, whatever the topic may be, be great to like meet monthly and, um, everybody would kind of decide on their topic of what it was they were, they wanted to learn more about. And then they would go away for the month and they would study and kind of create a presentation. And then the next month we'd come together and we would all, talk about those things and give like a trunk, very truncated version of what it was that we learned um, and kind of share that with everybody. So it's kind of almost like crowdsourcing knowledge in a lot of ways, but also it's this sharing of inspiration. Like obviously you're going to pick a topic that is interesting to you. You're inspired by that topic for whatever reason. And Mm -hmm. then as you kind of explore that more and more and you share that with other people, that's going to, you know, you know, probably support the, uh, innate and, uh, inspiration that was there in the first place. And then I think, again, we've talked about this too, like inspiration kind of inspires inspiration in other people, even if you're not interested necessarily in that, um, particular idea, if somebody is like passionate about Mm -hmm. a certain thing, you can't help but be a little bit inspired by that right even if it's not your direct thing mm-hmm. right um i think anytime that i meet somebody that is so passionate about something that it just like that's all they can ever talk about um you know i don't i don't i would i, I don't think i could ever be so solely focused it's just like one thing mm-hmm. um but 
regardless, like people that get to that point of like just passion about a thing. Um, I love talking to them and it doesn't matter if I'm, if that's my thing or not. Like, I mm-hmm. think there's something that can be learned from that, you know? I so, agree. I totally agree. Plus it, it feels like a continuous, like a forever school, which, mm-hmm. um, which is really great. It's the best way to keep, I'm going to be like cliche, but your inner child alive. I know that you yeah. love cliches. Um, but it's true the, the more kids think I do like, you know, coloring or learning something new or, um, just writing sometimes or drawing, I do draw, mm-hmm. um, or anything really. I was, I was learning, <laughs> I was learning macrame, macrame. I don't know how you say that anyway, earlier. Um, and I think by learning new things, you what is macrame? sort of. Sorry. It's like a craft thing, like a, a cord. Uh, it's a cord that you make. You can make all sorts of shit with it. And okay. it's really cool. I used to do it as a kid, and uh, but I didn't do like super sophisticated designs. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, you know, I, I do well when I uh, like do challenges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how I best function. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to have this challenge of creating this thing and um, under this much time. And if I do it, then I'm going to sell it. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's, uh, for all my listeners out there, that's my update. Uh, (laughs) I'm I'm selling macrame apparently too, but I I get those. And then I learned afterwards, uh, I promise we're going to go back to your point that I'm what you call, um, how do you say this in English? Like multi passion person, like you Mm -hmm. have, too many you get passionate about things yeah but not anything but the things that you like you want to do more yeah. of so i like art i want to do all of it mm-hmm. um i i like you know good smells and stuff like i have a all the essential oils in the world and all the wax melts and, and all that stuff like i i get into things and i want to learn about the plants and like the origin of these things then why we do this like like why do we sage uh place mm-hmm. like the ethnic origin of thing i'm i'm into that that stuff mm-hmm. but i'm more into learn the learning itself it could be anything you could be talking to me about anything as long as you have a way of of engaging that's a great a point story, i i'll follow there's a, there's a great point because i was just gonna make the joke except for Excel spreadsheets. However, <laughs> at my company, they just, they, uh, well, not just, this is a few months ago. They hired this guy to teach Excel, um, at different levels, interme- like beginning intermediate and exper- ex- expert, you know? And the guy was so fucking excited about Excel. Like I'm, I'm not even joking. And it was like genuine, like nobody could be this excited because it was kind of like at first I was like, oh, this dude's just kind of like trying to be hyped up yeah, yeah, because, yeah. you know, he wants to bring some energy to this really fucking boring thing. And you're like, no, he's like, a, sale- he's a was, sales guy. It, was, well, it wasn't the sales guy. It's just like a teacher, basically. But he was genuinely passionate about what Excel could do and so excited about it. So, I mean, even, and honestly, like prior to that, I was like, Excel is so boring. Like it's cool. Like it's got some great functionality, but you know, I, I know enough in there to be dangerous. Um, but, and I'm like, this class is, and I've gone to other classes before and they're terrible. You know, they're like mm-hmm. taught by yeah. accountants. Sorry if there's any accountants <laughs> that listen, but I love accountants. Um, <laughs> love the IRS. Um, Oh, I, I hate the IRS. <laughs> I don't think even the IRS loves the IRS, but that's where the music is gonna come. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're like, being our audited. Podcast will, yeah. Our podcast will be on music. Like they won't even listen to it. They'll just stick their AI on it and it'll <laughs> scrape it out. And they're like, "Oh, these guys talk shit about the IRS." <laughs> Let's go get them. We've got our billions of dollars and new agents. I love the IRS. Coming after wow. them. Uh, where was I going with that? Okay, we're, we're talking about oh, the yeah. curiosity. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. yeah, yeah, passion, Excel. Even Excel uh, can be exciting to some people. Yeah. It's um, wild. So, yeah. We were what talking else? about the cu- curiosity aspect. Yeah, of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is like, there are so many things that are, 
I think that the thing that is so, um, I don't know if life-giving, yeah, I'd say life-giving. So life-giving to me is when you start kind of exploring these things that are interesting to you. Oftentimes you understand, you begin to understand more about yourself and, and it can't even just be clues of, Oh, I'm interested in this. I don't find Excel particularly interesting, but I find <laughs> space fascinating. You know, obviously that's true, but also probably a little bit of a unfair comparison. <clears throat> um, <laughs> space is fucking amazing. Excel is not a good comparison. Oh, um, which reminds me, I'm thinking of buying a. What's that thing you use for the, the telescope? Yes. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, because yeah, I saw I saw a video. That's how I live my life right now, uh, by proxy through other people's. Uh, uh, I thought you were going to say by Instagram ads, but no, I don't have Instagram <laughs> uh, because oh, I am very okay. influenceable. 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 No, I think you got it. Yeah. S- swayable. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this chick. Uh, who built a tiny house. Yeah. That's going to be me, basically. She retired, and I'm like, yeah, that's totally me. Um, is, she, is she 60s? Is she, yeah, is she retirement I'm, age? Okay. She's yeah, normal retirement age? She didn't do, like, the I don't the know about normal. I financial think, like, people with tiny living. homes are, like, special people. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know? See what I'm they doing are, there? Yeah. I'm laying yep. the foundation, because I'm going to own it. Anyhow. Laying the foundation? That's a good pun. <laughs> So, um, good. and, <laughs> and she, um, damn, where was I going with this dude? Talking about, you, you're talking about telescopes first. Yeah. And, and she then you bought got herself a, like a serious telescope. Uh, oh I'm yeah. Probably going to buy something off of Amazon or whatever. But, um, she shared the videos that you, like when you look at the sky, maybe this is something that, you know, but to me that was a revelation. So bear, bear with me. Uh, when I look at the sky and the, there are stars and it's clear, it's beautiful, it's gorgeous, and I want to look at it. But man, when you look with the telescope, you see everything. You see like the depth of the sky. It's 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 like you open a window. And mm-hmm. um, I saw that. I'm like, yeah, I want to see this. I want to see this firsthand. Yeah. Um, so now we're investing in a telescope. Dude, and you can spend some money on telescopes. Yeah, she 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 had like a freaking serious like the the ones that they use in um the like the towers the but she yeah. got this for herself like Wait, are you her, talking about a lighthouse she buy a not, big old lighthouse light, not, 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 not a telescope lighthouse <laughs> <laughs> i know what a lighthouse is i'm being an Come ass on. i'm being an ass i'm making but i don't you. know <laughs> i'm like i'm so excited about the telescope and the stars right now that i didn't even follow <laughs> half of the jokes but i know it's uh, okay. they weren't that funny Anyway, <laughs> I like you like how I how I uh, aligned this so it looks like we're actually yeah it looks like, like we are our, our mics are like, yeah it, it does not look good it looks <laughs> it doesn't it's not that cool at all oh my god yeah if if people are not watching this by the way they have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> you're talking about but how also, our mics are lined up in the in the cameras. Like, if something comes right here, this would be, like, a total art piece. Anyway, yes. Yes. I can't stop making uh, sexual jokes about this mic. I'll stop. <laughs> we were talking about the uh, the curiosity and how you got the idea, because I know that you um, shared the idea with me, and then I got excited uh, about the idea of community and also um, being able to read and research and learn and I guess you and I share this love for knowing things and by nature we're both very 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 curious so it's 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 just it was um like a natural thing to say yes to I just didn't know exactly because it took us only about what 365 two, days two years two yeah yeah something like that <laughs> and, th- and then I thought about this for another 10 years before that so Although I didn't think about podcasting until much later, but yeah. 
two, um, two years. But I like I, I like the idea of, of like the club version of it or the community version of it, and um, I don't think I've ever had that feeling or I've ever needed to be part of a community as much uh, until like post pandemic. I think even during the pandemic, <laughs> I was okay because I was still trying to get used to it and understand what's happening. I was busy mm -hmm. like researching what's going on and stuff. So yeah. I, I didn't, but post COVID where things changed quite a bit. And if you're working from home, you're actually in home, especially where I live and, and things like that. So I think I, I, I start to manifest that need to be part of the yeah. community even more, but the the piece of it honestly that's the most interesting for me is doing something fun with one of my favorite friends and and having fun while doing it because we laugh a lot when we talk and mm -hmm. laughter is yeah i think the other and benefit my favorite is people like laugh i i don't know if you've realized this about me but i'm a relatively external processor as in uh and i've told my wife this before too and she's a very internal person so this is foreign to her but if I try and like think, just sit and think through something, it's like I can get it. I can get a little ways, but if I talk about it, mm -hmm. I can get a long ways. And so for yeah. me, like you and I, you're both great at we're both great at just like speaking to each other. But you're also you are great at also like realizing, oh, like I'm gonna just listen for a little bit and then know when to chime in. And it's like we just kind of have a good. Um, I enjoy our conversations because we have just it's, like it's a very so natural flow to it. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> um, but it's so funny because you said, you know, uh, what was it? Um, like, you know, when to listen or something, but mm -hmm. to me, it's like, every time you talk, I listen. Every time I talk, you listen. It doesn't even feel like I think about right. it. It's just like, oh, it feels like he finished his story. Okay. Yeah. Let me mm -hmm. reflect on it for two seconds. And in general, you say something that's, it's hard to shut me up unless <laughs> like what you're, what you're saying is interesting. You got to be interesting. So I feel like the flow is very natural. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it works. It works well. And I think that's, um, at least for, for me, it's not a, it's not a, and I think I've told you this before, but it's not a very common like I, when we first met, we first met like what, five years ago, something along mm -hmm. those lines, yeah. we were both doing very different things. I was on the marketing agency side. You were on the uh, tech platform yeah. side, marketing tech. And um, so we've known each other for a long time. But when we first met, it was very easy to, it was just easy to have a conversation. And it wasn't just like the the typical things that you would do at a marketing conference, which is where we met, where mm -hmm. you would network and talk about stupid networking <laughs> things, you know, like relatively quickly, we got into like real yeah. life conversation about things. And, um, that is something that in my wise age of 37, I've realized that when you, I, when you can have that with somebody like that's actually, that's a special thing because, there's not many people that are like that. There's not very many people where you connect at that level, right? Or connect so quickly in, in that way. And I think there's an authenticity that just kind of naturally shows up whenever we talk and that didn't take two years for that to form. Like it was pretty quick. So yeah, I, I um, think we both value authenticity in people, even the other friends that, that we made and we have, people that we know, um, like friends in common, things like that. I feel we're, we, we both, um, value authenticity and realness. Mm -hmm. I can do small talk. I'm not, I mean, I can do it, but I'd rather not to, I prefer real connect. If I'm going to spend energy, I'd rather have it being well spent and, and like connect with somebody on a, in a real way versus mm -hmm. I don't know, small talk. Yeah. It's funny because like, in if my... I don't care about you, I don't care about you. And yeah. you don't have to care about me. You don't have to pretend because that hurts more. <laughs> it does. It does a little bit. Yeah. When you pretend. Then it seems like you're trying it's to like, cover up for something else. How is your else. cat? I have a dog. And you don't <laughs> yeah. have to remember. <laughs> yeah. True. True. Oh, my God. I have, a, I have an anecdote about that. But it's probably not podcast material. But I'll <laughs> Okay. <laughs> 
I'll share something I'll take, with you on that. If you're saying it's not podcast material, I'll trust you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Actually, I'll, I'll run it by you. It might be good for another topic, but uh, anyway. Sounds, Sorry, that's funny. It's funny that you bring up... It's good that you brought up pandemic, though, too, because that's when like, the pandemic was obviously the pandemic. Um <laughs> difficult for everybody i don't think any well unless you had a yacht where you could like go and live on a yacht for you know yeah that's what i'm working towards right now because if this happens again i want to be ready you need a yacht (laughs) you need a yacht (laughs) i need a yacht i need a chopper a yacht yeah uh i'm looking at islands on zillow are you Uh are you now you're further down this road than i am then (laughs) I, uh, I mean, I'm not I'm looking at of, islands or yachts. I'm thinking of like the currency like I'm gonna use in my island and kind of so religion gonna, gonna impose on, on people. You're gonna, you're gonna have your own crypto token. <laughs> Speaking of that, okay, wild tangent. Did you see this crypto platform? I can't even remember the name of it. I hadn't even. I had not heard of this place of this platform before. But this is fascinating. Um, this platform it had, they had all the investors, all the people that had put money into this. It was like $1.3 billion. So it wasn't small. It was like mm-hmm. some no name thing. And it wasn't, you know, FTX, but 1.3 billion they had put into this. They um, hired this guy as a CEO. The CEO had this crazy resume. He had supposedly sold a company to Adobe, a, a tech company to Adobe, worked for, um, Apple, I think, or something like that. I can't remember um, all of it, but impressive resume. He gets the CEO position and all these um, celebrities come out with these videos like congratulating him and um, Mm -hmm. who were they? There was... um, God, I can't remember the name of the celebrities now. Anyway, there's some... They're celebrities. They're people that I recognize and that says a lot because I don't (laughs) care about celebrities. Um. And it turns out the CEO never existed. What do you mean? He's not real. <laughs> the CEO is not a real person. Like the picture never existed. Is AI? Pictures fake. The resume is fake. All so the videos. So who's getting the money? Exactly. Nobody knows. And now it's all gone. Surprise. Ah. <sighs> I love but those wild, stories. right? It's wild that it, they, have a, crazy. they went so far as as having a fake fucking person as their CEO. Listen, and nobody, I'm not gonna lie, nobody but figured it out. Speaking of inspiration, <laughs> this is how we're announcing I mean, a new crypto the, token. Not necessarily in the crypto business, but you know the skills are transferable. You can probably. You know, it's funny you mentioned uh, crypto and um, uh, cults in the same breath. Because that's a business model right there. <laughs> Coming from religion, I know how much money's in religion. That's a business model. Maybe we should, right we should rethink our podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's change this. I'm going to come up with something. <clears throat> We're going to come up with something. It's not going to be crafty curiosity anymore. It's going to be, I don't know, crypto culty. Whatever you do, just... <laughs> Just don't hurt my, uh, you know, uh, immigration process, please. So, you know, I'm, I'm I don't intending. think you're going to need to worry about that now because crypto is cross borders. <laughs> you don't need to worry about it. It's oh, no, you can't goodness. contain it and you can't contain cults, you can't contain religion. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> don't try me. There is this. Oh, gosh, we, we should definitely talk about cults later. I yes. have to hop off because it's 844. And you gotta start work. No. Oh. No, today's Sunday. You have a catch. Um, you you gotta catch a flight. <laughs> no, I gotta I gotta go declutter my living room if you oh. wanna embarrass me publicly. Uh, well, um, thank you for being authentic and not saying something yeah. like I've got to study for some my yeah, PhD. Of course. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but we we need to can you stop recording so i can actually say shit well how about this 
let me wrap up my thought, uh, uh, which was yeah, wrap it up. I'll, I'll, I'll wrap that up. You need and to then and then we'll talk about oh. you're crazy. <laughs> what were we talking about before I went on the tangent of uh, curiosity? The, the crypto. Why we started the podcast? Yeah, I curiosity. That's what it was. New <clears throat> shit. Life is good. Well, we didn't talk about your motivation, but maybe we can get into that in the next one. Just anyway, that we're friends. That's the motivation. There's more to it than that. Friendship. But. I'm a people pleaser. You told me. I said yes. <laughs> I, I, I rubbed you into this. Uh, no, but wrap up your your. Yeah, or, yeah. Or well, let, think... let me tell you. Let me tell you my thought. Maybe I'll say something smart now that I'm in a good mental yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. Um, Go for it. Like up high. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Why I started this? It's first of all, I like to talk. You know it. We're friends. I'm a talker. And it allows me to express myself and um, also hang out with you, which every it's time we hang fun. out, we, we talk about something <laughs> real and interesting. And it makes me think. And I'm like, we should talk more about this. And mm-hmm. I mean, doing this in the form of a podcast, now we actually have to talk about things <laughs> and actually yeah. have to research things. So it's even better because yep. you, you have the accountability part. Um, and, um, hopefully I'll be rich from the podcast and that's right. That is, that is a plan. We are going to get rich. I'll call you from my island to, uh, (laughs) you can call my island. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah. I think that the continuous learning is a big part of, um, um, why this project means so much to me and why I wanted to do it in the first place because I felt with work and everything going on, I don't have time or I don't make time uh, as much as before to read and uh, do out, outside, out of the routine things. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as uh, reading, researching. Um, I mean, I do consume a lot of videos and stuff, but I'm leaning more towards documentaries anyway so that tells you a lot about why why do you want to know something that happened three thousand years ago i don't but i want to know mm-hmm. um that's that's sort of my whole approach yeah. and feelings yeah well and i think one of the things we're, i was talking about and we've talked about this before too is <clears throat> that as you explore more in in of the things that you're naturally curious about you kind of begin understanding more about yourself and you have these kind of revelations and, and maybe it's just because we're both more of an external people and external processors, but um, having more that kind of illuminates the inside of, or the understanding of self is obviously always helpful. And I think curiosity and just kind of letting that lead you is often the way to, for myself again um, this is so beautifully uh, said that's so beautiful you're ready I, to start a call like you you have that <laughs> I have no that, I have no interest in oh. religion at all as I've already stated um, no, um, that, that's beautiful I, I agree we, you do understand yourself the more you understand about other people and the yeah. And, well, yeah. And, and I think going, we talked a little bit about the pandemic too. And like the pandemic was one, the time that really, um, you and I would talk. And, um, one of the things that came out of that was obviously this idea for the podcast, but I thought a lot about how do we get people, like, what can I do to influence the world around me and make it better and make people like each other more and be nicer to each other. And so this is like, in some ways, there's a lot more to this, but this is a lot, a lot of this is just kind of like my, my small way, my small effort to try to, um, bring people together, open their mind, have everybody come together, I guess, with an open mind, right. And explore different things. Right. And, and so what we will be doing together on this is picking topics that we're interested in and we'll be talking about those like you mm-hmm. pick you know uh you you send me numerous amount of <laughs> topics that you are interested in but picking one of those and then you will kind of explain talk to me about that um and tell me what you've learned about it and i'll ask questions and as kind of a um a companion in this learning journey with you and vice versa so 
and then as we kind of grow this and, and our audience grows, <clears throat> then inviting those people to, to be a part of this as well in various different ways. And really the idea there is, I think there's so much common ground that we have as people that we forget so easily. And I think you and I, again, are of the age where we remember when life didn't include the internet and mm -hmm. things were a little di lot simpler, right? And there was a lot more human connection that kind of was, I guess, forced, right? Not, not, mm -hmm. You had to have some level of human connection right now. You don't have to. You can kind of exist in a, a bubble and, you know, you can Uber Eats. Yeah, you, you can. can. <laughs> you can do everything from your house, you know, if you wanted to. <laughs> so... Um, but bringing people together under this auspice of, or under this umbrella of curiosity, because when you are genuinely curious, your mind is in a different state. It's in a different place. And even just the neuroscience behind um, learning new things, it actually creates neural pathways in your mind, which mm -hmm. is fascinating to me that learning something new can literally change the physical makeup of your brain. So if you can get into this place of, of being actually genuinely curious, there's an openness that you have to exist in. You have to, right? And the more that you can engage, I think as, as people, the more that we can engage in, in having an open mind, the better off that we will be. And so if you and I can inspire a few people to have more of an open mind and to explore that more, um, and on top of that, have fun and, um, interesting conversations and maybe even us learn more about ourselves. Um, I think that's a beautiful thing and, and really my, my hope and desire for this. So. I don't honestly have anything else to say, but, oh, because, uh, <laughs> it's, it's really beautiful and well thought out and I'm hundred percent, um, you know, aligned and supportive of of this your journey to to do podcasting and and um get to know yourself better and discover new interesting things for yourself and uh obviously it's fun uh so it's perfect did you did you freaking wrap up is that good cool that's good i think we'll end it there and then next time we'll pick up on um a, yeah you a made topic it so hard where... for me to say anything after that because it was so good it's like what do I say? Anything I will sound dumb. So you're gonna make everybody think that I paid you to say that too. So and I will pay you. So thanks. <laughs> thanks. I, right. I have a telescope to buy. So I'm perfect. I'm saving <laughs> and a, and an island too. So <laughs> right. Well, when I Beautiful. said island, I meant like a, a kitchen island. Don't don't go too crazy. Oh, see, <laughs> I'm yeah. just kidding. I made assumptions. Look at me. God, dumb dummy. you know what? I feel like the older I get, the more dad jokes. I mean, you know, dad jokes, the structure of dad jokes. I, I yeah. make those jokes dad, now, so. and, I, and I used to make fun of that. And I'm like, who am I? I don't even have kids. Like, yeah, I think it's age. I think it's age. You just, you know yeah, what? I make jokes, and I, I'm like, that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's just age. It just naturally comes up. It just naturally happens. Yeah, so. I'm like... It's, it's it's funny because the things that I think are hilarious that I say now are dark. It's like dark humor. Mm -hmm. cool. My yeah. usual like normal humor, like social with people that don't know me, it's not great. It's like don't even joke. Like don't joke with this Uber driver. Uber drivers love jokes. What are you talking about? Oh, it I bet they love. And not only that. Oh, I should just take Uber rides just to give them my dad jokes. <laughs> just because they can't not listen to you. Ah, uh, what yeah, a great there's, idea. There's the I love that. I love that. I, I think everybody <laughs> has either like cab jokes or like cab story, funny stories. Mm -hmm. Like my story at like the airport story. That, that's a tragic story, but it's hilarious in hindsight. Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, Uber stories that are hilarious. We, I feel like we should do a whole episode about the funny things because also some tragic criminal things happen with Ubers and, and stuff. True. But, yes. but when I think about it, like that, that Uber driver that I had, that's one of the funniest things that happened to me in 2023. I missed the flight. Um, my luggage was left on the curbside when I was like one hour away. It's all fine because... I recovered it, so it's fine, and I ended up taking another flight. But 
No, it's hilarious. <laughs> it finally healed. It's like when you listen to stand-up comedians, like the best material is comes out of these horrendous situations. Yeah, from pain. <laughs> or like, again, yeah, like we talk, started talking about. Yeah, the, these things I, are... I think it's one of, one of the... I think it's either Dave Chappelle or Kevin Hart or somebody who's... Or Chris Rock who said... Um, You'll laugh because it's not happening to you. Yeah. <laughs> when you're laughing at a stand-up comedy show or something, you're laughing at situations that you're so thankful. You're so grateful that it's not happening to you. But it's mm-hmm. it's still funny. The contrast is funny between mm-hmm. tragedy and uh, what's happening. But yeah. anyway. That's beautiful. Well, we uh, will end it there. And we'll pick this up next week because we now have a standing recording time like professionals. Yeah, we do. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful.